Okay, welcome back. My name is Dr. Spencer Erickson here at Tempe Chiropractic, and we're doing the uh, Life Without Fear podcast again. So uh, I wanted to sit down because I had a couple. Uh, I, I sent out an email to my uh, to my patient list uh, a couple of days ago, and it was about sugar. And I actually had a couple people comment to me about it about uh, how interesting some of the things were in the uh, in the email. Uh, some things that we don't know about sugar. Now I know sugar. We've been beaten to death with this. You know, is sugar good for you? No, it's not really that good for you. <laughs> you need simple sugar inside your bloodstream to to make sure that you are, uh, you know, functioning. Uh, your cells need fuel, and sugar is the most readily available source of fuel. Uh, each of us has a, a certain blood sugar level um, should be maintained, uh, and that's that's how we fuel our bodies most of the time. Now, uh, really, what we're talking about here is not just sugar. It's excess sugar and added sugar. That's 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 really the key phrase: is added sugar. When we're looking at a diet, most of the time, I'm not too concerned if people are just eating normal stuff and not a lot of added sugar stuff. You know, there are fruits. Bananas are super high in sugar. Apples also super high in sugar, but they're also really good for you. They're they're really nutritious. And so there are there's nothing wrong with sugar. The big problem that we run into is added sugar and we can really uh, we can really do some damage so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, added sugar especially so when i talk about sugar for the most part i'm talking about added sugar even though it, this uh, all this stuff does apply to all types of sugars uh, that, that end up in the bloodstream that the body absorbs uh, really what we're talking about mostly is the added sugar stuff now one of the uh, one of the things that I, I need to acknowledge is the fact that i really like sugar i have a problem with it sometimes <laughs> I will sit down at the end of the day and be like, mm, I want something yummy and sweet. And so uh, I can have a tendency to go in the pantry and, and just grab something to eat. I think that's true for most people. Now, as we're going through here, there are some certain really easy things we can do to decrease our daily in, uh, intake of sugar, if that's a priority for you. I, I wish that it was a priority for everybody uh, because it is really, really important. But uh, it just is what it is. And so uh, what I want to do today is just talk about some important uh, health facts regarding uh, sugars. And uh, sorry, I put that on the floor so it doesn't buzz on the table. Um, facts about sugar that we can just kind of relate to that are they are important. They are important uh, to understand, uh, especially today in this in this modern world that we live in. Now, one of the most important things I need, to under, I need everyone to understand is sugar creates inflammation. Now, from a chiropractic point of view, obviously, uh, people come talk to me, and a lot of times they have chronic pain. Chronic pain is anything that's, that's over like a month. If you have pain for a really long time that's not self-resolving, the body's not healing from whatever, the, uh, whatever it is, um, you may just have some sort of uh, chronic issue. Now, chronic pain, one of, the, one of the main causes for that in the literature is actually inflammation. Now, uh, it's really well documented that sugar, uh, high sugar intake, uh, absolutely does lead to chronic inflammation. So one thing that we can do to protect ourselves from chronic pain is decrease our daily intake of, uh, of added sugars. Um, so inflammation not only uh, comes from, I'm sorry, doesn't just create chronic pain. So I've got notes here, so I don't forget all the stuff that I've, uh, that I've been thinking about. It also, of course, uh, creates uh, weight gain. A lot of times just in the form of water weight. If we're inflamed, the body's like oh, swelling and we, uh, we end up with water weight. So we can look more puffy and, and bloated just from that water weight gain. Uh, also heart disease. That's kind of important, right? Did you know that uh, sugar is actually just as high uh, of an indicator, or I'm sorry, inflammation is just as high of an indicator of, uh, for heart disease as uh, increased LDLs. Um, just having a bunch of cholesterol floating around in your blood 
doesn't necessarily mean you're going to plaque in your arteries. That's really what, what we're talking about with, with heart attacks and with, uh, with our artery disease and heart disease is plaquing inside the, uh, inside the blood vessels. So plaquing is almost always stimulated by inflammation. So if you have a high sugar intake, you're going to have a higher uh, risk of having uh, cardiovascular disease. And that's really the link because it causes systemic inflammation. We get inflama as as the uh, the blood vessels are doing their thing, they're they're uh, stretching and they're they're kind of moving and, and doing what they have to do. If you have a problem with the healing factors in there, uh, it can become really super inflamed. Or if if uh, if we do interfere with the with the healing processes at all, so it becomes super inflamed. The inf inflamed portions of the uh, arteries are going to attract that cholesterol. It, it acts like a patch over that inf inflammation. And so the, the body's actually protecting itself by slapping uh, cholesterol down, uh, that placking rather, um, over, the, uh, over the inflamed portion of the arteries. So that's really a lot of times where heart disease comes from. So decreased sugar and honestly, your risk for heart disease is going to go down. Really interesting, I think. Also stroke and then it's also been tied to Alzheimer's disease. So end of life uh, neurological conditions. Uh, nobody wants that. I know I don't want that. <laughs> Um, now the other thing, of course, diabetes is, is a huge thing for sugar. Um, the way di the way sugar and diabetes works is you eat a bunch of sugar consistently. Whenever you intake sugar, you get an insulin spike. So let's say that I have um, man, so what, what are our favorite things? The uh, the pink and uh, pink and white cookies from Trader Joe's, just like animal crackers. I love those things. You eat a bunch of those, you know, more than we should. Even just even just the, the recommended uh, allowance of those, the recommended um, serving size. You take those in there, your body's going to break it down, and, and you're going to absorb all the nutrients that the body can get out of it. And one of those nutrients, of course, is sugar. So you bring in sugar, and that's going to elevate the, uh, the blood sugar levels. If we have elevated blood sugar levels, then we can end up with real big problems. And so what, what the body needs to do is introduce that sugar into the cells. And the way that that happens is the pancreas, one of our organs in the guts, the pancreas releases a hormone called insulin. And insulin goes through the bloodstream really quickly. And it basically, insulin introduces sugar into the cell. So it's the pathway from, uh, from outside the cell to inside the cell so the cell can burn that fuel uh, as sugar. That's the whole point. That's how, we, uh, that's how the body absorbs uh, sugar anyway. Now, if you are consistently eating a lot of sugar, you're gonna spike the insulin, that means we're going to get a rush. Uh, so we get a rush of sugar into the body first, and then we get a rush of sugar into the cells because the insulin's gone up really high, really fast. If uh, and then the, the body is, oh, we're going to be wired for a little while. You see this in little kids, especially they they can't manage their energy as well as adults because they have much smaller containers for that energy. Uh, but you see it in adults as well. But uh, we have all this energy. We get uh, we get a sugar rush, right? That's a real thing. And so the insulin comes in, pushes the sugar into the cells, we, and then we have to burn all that energy. That's where that sugar rush comes from, both in the body and in the brain. Now, what's going to happen is the blood sugar drops way down because we had such a big spike, of it, spike from it before, and then the insulin pulled it, pushed it all into the cells, so we have a big drop in that. So what happens to the energy after a sugar rush? It drops off. And so what do we want to do again? Well, we want to stimulate more energy. So what we can do is we can get caffeine. We're not talking about caffeine in this, uh, in this episode. Or we get more sugar. And a lot of times they come together, like diet or uh, Coke, you know, um, or some, some other soda. Uh, we can get a lot of, uh, a lot of the uh, sugar and the caffeine at the same time. Now, if we are uh, doing this consistently, then what happens is it goes, the blood sugar level goes up, 
and down and up and down and it's never really as level as it ought to be. Now that's a problem for us because we're producing a lot of insulin in big bursts, especially if we're snacking throughout the day, then it just, it's really hard. Now what happens to a lot of people is they, they um, if they become overweight, then the volume of the body is actually larger and so the same size pancreas has got to do much more work to, to create enough insulin for the, for the larger body mass. And so it becomes really taxing on the pancreas and over time the pancreas literally fatigues. It can't do this forever. And so as it's going through its processes, uh, up and down, it'll actually start to wear out and wear out. It's called insulin resistance. So if you've heard of insulin resistance before, uh, the body's not as sensitive to the insulin it produces and your body's producing actually less insulin at the same time. That becomes a big problem. So if you if you cannot manage the amount of sugar that your body's uh, taking in, then it's going to create, uh, well, you're, you're never going to have the energy that you need. Your body's going to feel like it's dying off and, and it cannot, you're not, you don't have the fuel source that you need to. So that's a lot of times just what we're talking about with, with sugar and uh, diabetes. So a lot of times you reduce your sugar load on the body, the consistent sugar intake, um, then it'll actually become more, uh, it'll, it'll become more level, just your daily uh, sugar, uh, blood sugar levels. And you don't have to produce as much insulin anyway because you're not, you're not intaking all this sugar. And so you can actually decrease your, your uh, insulin resistance uh, and create insulin tolerance, which means your body's much more responsive to insulin. And so you need less insulin in general and your body has to produce less of it. That's really a positive thing. And so you're, you're less taxing on the, uh, on the pancreas itself. Now, let's see, what happens when you don't burn all the sugar that we eat? What if we have such great intake that we literally, even the sugar rush doesn't take care of it? And we just keep fueling the body with more and more sugar. Well, the body's programmed for optimal survival. So if we have way too much food at one given time, then what the body will do is it'll start to pack on energy storage. And of course, our energy storage in the body is fat. Fat is more than double as uh, double the amount of calories in fat as there are in sugars. And so if the body takes a couple of those sugars and binds it together and it takes a whole bunch of those things and binds them together and stores it as fat, then if we go through a period where we don't have as much food, the body has mechanisms in place to survive as long as it can. So our survivability really is, is what that's about. And so if we consistently take in too, much, uh, too many carbs or too much sugar, especially added sugar, because it's all pure refined and just pure energy sugar, then uh, we, the body will start laying on fat just as a, just as a uh, uh, storage uh, facility <laughs> until, until it needs it later in life. Uh, of course, most of us uh, may never ne even need to use that. So we have all this extra storage that we're carrying around with us. Uh, we don't need it and it's, it's much harder on the body to do that. Now, why do we like sugar so much? Why are we programmed to like sugar so much? This is really interesting to me. So there is something in the brain called a rewards center. Now, it's basically dopamine activated, and dopamine is the main pleasure uh, neurotransmitter. So if we, if we get a cascade of dopamine through our system, then we're gonna feel really good and really relaxed, and we just feel like everything's okay. The body loves to feel okay. I know I love to feel okay. I love to feel great. So sugar produces dopamine, which is our main uh, pleasure neurotransmitter, and of course we feel good, and then the brain's gonna say, I want more of this. I'm going to program myself to get more of that if I can. We have more desire to create the more, more dopamine and then of course that increases our cravings for whatever produced that effect in the first place, which in this case is sugar. So why is this a problem? 
The problem for us now is we have total unhindered access to large amounts of refined sugar all the time. Uh, we get to consume those things basically whenever we want, and that really leads to a true addiction. Now they've this, and, I, and I'm going to put links to different studies and different uh, research articles down uh, in the uh, um, description, both in the video and in the audio of this uh, of this recording. What we know is that the same uh, the reward center is the same thing that happens in smoking and in opioid drugs, which are a pretty big problem. Uh, I think most everyone should admit that alcohol, as well as pornography. And so all these same, all these things trigger the reward center of the brain. And so they can actually literally all lead to the exact same outcome, which is addiction to that thing. If we have such unhindered access to such, to such uh, strong stimulus, then the body absolutely will become addicted to it. This is something that, that a lot of people don't understand about just, you know, having their daily soda. Man, I gotta have my soda. Did you know you really feel like you have to have your soda? <laughs> I think a lot of people, if they examine that, would realize, yes, I do. I actually do have to have it or else I can't function properly. Of course you can function without soda. Um, I used to be, <clears throat> even in high school, I used to go get my Mountain Dew uh, down at 7-Eleven down in Springville. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it, it can just, we can feed into this for years and years and years, and it's really an unhealthy thing. I think, I think most people will agree that having addictions is unhealthy, especially to things that just aren't good for us uh, physically or neurophysiologically. Now, we already talked about this. Why is the, why are we set up for uh, uh, for sugar specifically? Because sugar is a great way to, to store uh, our extra energy intake in case we don't use it right now. The body's designed for this sur survivability. Now, I don't know if you realize, but uh, fruits typically come on uh, the end of the season, right before winter starts hitting. They're full of sugar. That's why, and, and we love to eat them because they're nice and sweet and yummy. The reason that they're sweet and yummy is because the sugar's inside of them. And if we eat a lot of them all at once, then the body actually will literally start packing the energy on for our winter storage. We're designed in a very specific way. Now, what if we manipulate the system uh, that we're designed to have or designed to operate through, and we're just eating tons of sugar every single day? Well, we're not just putting on storage for the winter time then. We're putting on storage constantly and consistently. That's not how we're set up. We're not designed to take in that many uh, sugar calories uh, and have that much storage on us. It becomes a hindrance instead of a help. And so what's happening is we're accidentally hacking because it's so cheap and so available. We're hacking into that, that storage, uh, that, uh, that energy storage system and we're misusing it. Instead of uh, it being enough for what we need, a lot of times we're just continuously, you know, throwing more and more and more energy into the body. And so the body's got to figure out what to do with it. And so uh, a lot of times it's just going to, it's just going to make us overweight and we're just going to pack on fat. So how severe actually is our attraction or our addiction to sugar? This is really, this is, this, I, I, this is interesting to me. Um, so th these are some, uh, these are some quotes, uh, three different quotes from different studies. So first one, sugar activates the op opiate receptors, uh, just like opioid drugs. Now, and it says in our brain and affects the reward center, which leads to compulsive behavior, despite the negative consequences like weight gain, headaches, Hormone imbalances and more. We already talked about some of the other uh, some of the other problems uh, with uh, with uh, chronic sugar intake, uh, over intake of sugar. Uh, another uh, so research on rats from Connecticut College has shown that Oreo cookies activate more neurons in the pleasure center of the rats' brains than cocaine does. So there's a uh, there's a, a, a quote going around online that that Oreos are actually more addictive than cocaine. 
Now, according to this study, it actually does, the sugar in the Oreos actually activate more uh, receptors in those pleasure centers than, they, than the cocaine does. And so it's not entirely untrue. Now, uh, it may be overstated slightly because cocaine is highly addictive and it's, and it's really, really super bad for us as well. But sugar is addictive in the exact same ways. And then a French study concluded that sugar and sweet, uh, sweet reward, so even Splenda, even things that, that, the, that the brain says, oh man, that's sweet, I want more of that, because we're set up for sugar, and we can, we can spoof the brain by just giving it something else sweet. That's why a lot of times uh, people are drinking diet sodas, they're not, getting it, they're not losing any weight, because <laughs> they're getting just as addicted to sugar, and a lot of times they will supplement the, uh, the loss of the actual sugar in the soda with whatever they can get their hands on, because, oh, it's okay, I deserve it, I've been, I've been drinking... Uh, uh, a diet soda, uh, diet coke or whatever. And that's just a really common thing. Uh, let's see, French study concluded sugar and sweet reward can not only be a substitute to addictive drugs like cocaine, but can even be more rewarding and attractive. And so, yes, is sugar addictive? Absolutely it is. It's not as toxic and poisonous as some things that we could take into our bodies, but it literally is uh, addictive. It follows the exact same neurochemistry and, the, and the, the exact same neural pathways as things like opiate drugs. Really quickly, how do we make changes? Okay, like I said, this is not this doesn't have to be a real long video, um, and so I'm going to give you the top five sources of uh, of sugars, added sugars that we can avoid. Okay, interestingly, far and away the most important thing to give up is soda. It's at like 40% of all. Uh, of people's uh, excess intake of sugars is soda. 40% is huge. So basically, so soda and energy drinks, man, those have so much sugar in them, as well as uh, sports drinks, things like Gatorade. They have their place. I love them when I'm on a bike ride for a long time. I love them when I'm, you know, uh, going for a jog. And occasionally, you know, I, I think those things have their place. Same thing with Coke. Uh, going on a long bike ride, and, and the thing most uh, most cyclists will tell you is I need a Coke because it gives you caffeine, it stimulates some of the, the, the release of energy from fat, and it gives you uh, the sugar rush that you need to kind of keep your legs moving. And so uh, I think there are places for those things, but generally every day we don't need that stuff. And that is far and away the very uh, highest uh, source of uh, sugar intake for added sugars. So second place is grain-based desserts. So we're talking like cakes and brownies and you know pastries and that kind of stuff. Third is fruit drinks. Now the reason for fruit drinks uh, being really high and they can be considered added sugar uh, because without the pulp, if you if you just take the fruit juice, let's just say it's just a grape juice or something like that. <clears throat> pardon me. If you take the pulp <clears throat> away from the equation, there's nothing for the body to work to digest to get to the sugars. And so basically, you're drinking straight sugar. And your body's designed to take that up. So it'll just soak it right up into the bloodstream, huge insulin spike, and it's the exact same thing. And a lot of times they will add sugars to things uh, that uh, shouldn't really have sugars added to them. And so look on the labels for that, of course. But uh, you know, even just having a, a juice drink, if, even if it's 100% juice, it still is really, really high in sugar and will, will increase your, uh, your uh, glycemic problems with insulin. Uh, fourth is dairy desserts, so now we're talking like ice cream and, and that kind of stuff. And then the fifth is just candy. So if you can, and those are in descending order. So the very, uh, like I said, the very most important one is, is soda and then grain-based uh, desserts, which, you know, this is like 12, if, if uh, sodas are like 42 or whatever percent uh, of, of our intake on average, then grain-based is like 12%. So it really dramatically falls off. So if you have to choose one thing to get rid of, get rid of soda. 
Absolutely, you don't need it. It's not good for you. It tastes good, and, you're, and your body's going, your brain is going to reward you for drinking it. But that doesn't mean it's good for you. Uh, it, your brain is just set up so that, uh, especially at the appropriate times of year, you can have the amount of energy that you need and access to it when you need it. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'm done with this for today, uh, so I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, let me know what you, what you think about this. Um, I think it's really interesting because we just kind of take for granted, yeah, I know sugar's bad for me, uh, but I'm just going to keep eating it anyway. So this uh, hopefully will give you some more insight as to exactly what it's doing to us and, uh, and, and if there are any ways to get rid of uh, some of the problems that, uh, that this stuff causes for us. Anyway, I appreciate you guys watching. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to look forward to, uh, to mine as well, and I look forward to next time we sit down and chat, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.